Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Hey, we're going to have our ushers come forward to give an offering together. Uh, if you want to partner with the things that, that God is up to through this place and uh, just to surrender a portion of what God has given you back to him. Uh, let's just pray. God, thank you. Thank you for that time of worship. Thank you for this place. Thank you that I, I get to always see people in the crowd who um, they walked in here feeling alone and now they have, they have a, a, a covering, a, a group. They have friends for the journey. They have you by their side. They have just a different kind of hope. I just want more of it. I want um, you to help us, help us get to the place where we're, we're dragging more people into here uh, because we, we're just hoping that they'll meet you. So come Holy Spirit, bless this, this offering and do with it whatever you please. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, all right. They're going to pass those along. How are you guys? You guys worn out? Tired? Sleepy from something? Busy weekend? It's because it's nice out. It's nice out. Uh, this is a, one of the, the times of the year that I really, really love. Uh, just because, honestly, because of foliage. Because of shrubs and plants and uh, the sunshine. And even though it is hot and uh, I, I can't stop sweating ever, um, it's still better than the winter. And I love working on the yard. I didn't always love working on the yard. How many of you are yard people? There's a, there's a couple different kinds of yard people I get. Like, there's people who, you know, you, you, you might be into your yard, but you don't judge other people's yards, right? Except for some of you do. There we go. I like the honesty, I like it. Some people are disgusted by unkempt lawns and it can cause an issue. And I know people who are stressed out constantly by it, by the possibility of, of other people's nasty lawns encroaching on theirs. Uh, when my, my youngest daughter Claire was very little, one of my neighbors yelled at her for going over there and blowing dandelions in his yard. Because, and it was one of those things where I, hold, I heard the whole thing and it started out as a, I mean, it started out as a real yell. Hey, stop, don't do it. Like, and then he, try, he realized he was a, a complete jerk and tried to make it, ha ha, it's just that you're gonna get dandelions in my yard. <laughs> That's all we grow. I mean, that's our, like, <laughs> like why would you buy grass seed? <laughs> but my neighbor would be the guy who's peeking out the window, 
stressed if I hadn't cut the grass yet. And uh, so at different times, he'd come over and say the little things like, I'm like, does he think I'm like, does he think I'm real dumb that I don't get what he's saying? He's saying things like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I, I hear that they grow their grass this long in other parts of the country. <laughs> and just like trying to drop these little things of, uh, that I need to get my, my grass cut. And basically, that launches me into the, the opposite, the opposite place where years ago, I just hated beautiful lawns. I hated them. I hated the ones that were manicured perfectly because, it, you know, I, in my head, I would say things like, uh, man, that guy needs to get a life. Like, that's it. That's all he's got going on. That guy, you gotta, I'm raising kids, not grass, buddy. Such a waste of time, waste of money. How much, how much was that fertilizing? How much was the lawn service you had? You're spending how many hours? And so he judged me for mine looking rough and too long. And I would judge him for his being too perfect and saying he needed to get a life. Both of us that we're judging each other uh, for, for different reasons, but it may have had uh, kind of things hidden in there as well, that it wasn't just about the things that we, we dislike, but it's about also the things that we dislike about ourselves a lot of times when you're judging somebody else. Uh, the message today is called Clean Up Your Own Yard. Clean up your own yard. Uh, some of you in here are like, what are we talking you And you just truly don't have an opinion on, on yards. You'll get there. It'll happen at some point. You'll be offended by somebody's, somebody's lawn being a little bit too long. See, what happened with me was I had to get to the place of realizing at some point is the reason why I hate that his... His lawn is manicured perfectly is because I'm irresponsible. Because I know he thinks I'm lazy. He thinks I'm lazy. And the funny thing is it was actually the opposite. I'm just so ADHD that I can't, I jump from one thing to another. I cut one strip of the grass and then I jump off and I do something else. And then, I don't know, then it's Tuesday, then it's, and I go back and forth running nonstop and never complete a project. We'd figure that out later, but I hated his perfect yard because it would make me feel irresponsible. It would remind me that any of you guys do this, you go, um, you get all, all psyched up about it and you get a bunch of new plants at Home Depot or some nursery and um, you, the, they die before you even plant them in the ground. You know how many times that's happened to me? I'm like, what? And so it would be the recognizing that part of it that, I'm like, why did none of this guy's plants die? All his plants are alive. Why are mine dying? I'm getting them in the ground when they're like on their last little shred of life. All of his stuff is living. It's because I, I'm judging him, but it's really judging my own irresponsibility. It's really judging my own uh, lack of focus. It's judging my own, um, you know, that thing that recognizes I'm, maybe, maybe I'm entitled. Or that, you know, that 
I feel like I just deserve something without having to work hard for it. Just start recognizing some of those things. He's judging me, and maybe he gets to the point of recognizing that, you know what, um, I could be a better dad and spend more time with my kids than I do with worrying about the lawn and worrying about the, the maintenance schedule of things and worrying about this or that, worrying about the appearances of things, but yet I'm screaming at my kids and other people's kids, and uh, maybe, I need to, maybe I need to look at something else besides fertilizer. We're talking about getting your, your house in order. Just getting your house in order. That, that phrase is one of those, it's an idiom, just a, one of those things that it, it, it has another meaning to it. That it's like raining cats and dogs outside. And we know right away that it means that it's raining a lot. Probably big water droplets, right? It's raining cats and dogs. It's pouring out. It's not really raining cats and dogs, but getting your house in order is talking about making sure some things in your own life maybe are together before you start getting upset about other people's lives. Get your house in order. Solve your own problems before giving advice to someone else. You guys have any of those people in your life, the unwelcome advice giver? Like they're just always wanting to give you advice and you're like, dude, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust you to get us out of a wet paper bag. But they're always there ready to give you advice for some reason. And maybe you just don't want to take it because you see that they don't have their house in order. Their house isn't in order. A lot of times it's somebody that has plenty of problems going on, yet you see them criticizing somebody. Anybody in this room ever do that? Like, you're really good at pointing out people's stuff that they have going on. I know I've had people in my life who have tried to give me financial advice at different points of things. And, well, you know what you ought to do? Or here's, a, here's something you should, man, when Bitcoin was all that stuff, you got to put your money in this. I'm like, this guy just went bankrupt two months ago. And his car was repoed. And he's telling me which cryptocurrency to get into. Nah. No, thank you. That guy needs to get his yard cleaned up before he wants to tell me about mine. We're talking about um, really kind of stuff to do with what it means to judge. A judge, we don't do a lot of the full-on definition stuff a lot of times, but here we are with this one. A judge is a public official that's appointed to decide cases in a court of law. My father-in-law is a judge. He's not in the room today. He's somewhere else. But we lost him. We'll find him. He's tall. And he's a judge for his job. Um, a person who decides the results of, it could be competitions, or it could also be, uh, you know, handing out punishments for things, uh, handing out innocent verdicts. It could be a, a lot of different things, but... It's a person who's qualified to be able to give an opinion on something. Uh, my father-in-law, Ted, he's a, a judge for his profession, so he's paid to rule in cases one way or the other, for this or against this. 
Um, the funny thing is he's, he's one of the least judgmental people I know uh, of all people that he really is. It's his professional job to judge people, but then in his, in his personal world, in his spiritual world, in his relationship world, he's one of the, most, the least judgmental people I know. Just that believes the best in people. Looks for the, uh, you know, the upside of somebody. Um, if I complain about something, he'll say, yeah, but he's, he's got a nice personality. <laughs> Is all judging bad? It's not, but if, if you ain't getting paid for it, you might be doing it wrong. There's a story I want to read today about the plank versus the speck. This is in Luke chapter 6. It's a parable from Jesus. It's one of my favorite ones of all time. Uh, it's just even because of the imagery of it. If, you're, if we're going through the story, it's a story about a plank, like as far as a two by four lumber plank would go. So like eight feet long, a two by four versus a splinter, a speck, a speck of dust. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and it'll be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. It's that along with this, like, do not judge. If you're not a judgmental person, it's going to be really hard for other people to judge you. If you're a not judgmental person, uh, people are going to have a hard time finding something against you. It's just going to work out, so do not judge, and you won't be judged. Don't find people guilty, condemn them, and you won't be condemned. You know, if you point your finger at somebody and you say, you are a this, man, I'll tell you what, they're going to they're gonna let you know something you are real quick. It says, give and it'll be given to you. I cannot... I cannot stress how true this little part is, that um, I have ridiculous collections of things all over. Um, people often think that I have more money than I have um, because I have finagled ways to build collections of just goofy things over the years. I get uh, addicted to uh, all sorts of things. I've collected yo-yos, coins, stamps, metal detectors, Pokemon cards, baseball cards, music, art, antiques, just an endless number of things, but uh, tools for woodworking. And somehow I was able to build like a whole woodworking shop because I kept giving all the, all the tools away. And I would give tools away to people. And a lot of times it was even stuff that I needed where maybe two weeks later I'd regret it. But then two weeks after that, somebody would call and they'd say, hey, I just thought about you because you're always doing stuff with this, and, and would you be interested in a free drill press? I'm like, well, I gave away a $200 one and you're giving me a $2,000 one. Uh, sure. <laughs> and it, but it just, 
it just kept, it, it happens all the time. And it has something to do with that generosity piece, that if you're, if you're generous, generosity is going to fall back into you. says in verse 39, he also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who's fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and you pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? So any of you in this room, just... Like spiritually under the radar, you're walking around just like. <laughs> but somehow that other eye, you got like laser vision for other people. Is that a, a speck of any kind? And then, hey, you have something. You got to do. You, I, I don't like this thing about you. You need to do something about it. You have this thing that bothers me for some reason. You need to do something about it. says, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. It's basically that you, your character uh, will end up being revealed by the, what flows out of your, your heart and your mouth. Um, you can kind of tell where somebody is a lot of times by just the things that they accidentally blurt out. Um, have you butt dialed anybody and said, horribly embarrassing things ever. I've got to hear some of those butt dials that I heard people say bad stuff. And then maybe your perception of them changes a little bit. And maybe you start to judge them in a different way. But a lot of times your character ends up flowing out of your mouth, the things that are in your heart. Uh, at different years at, at my house with our yard, um, you know, we were, sometimes our yard was the special yard. Sometimes it was the one that was the best. It would win the competition. It was the one that was the most taken care of. It was, everything was going well. It was well watered. It was well weeded. Certain years, we would go through different kind of phases of health with our yard. Kind of the same way that that maybe you do with other things, that maybe things that sometimes you have a grip on it for a while and sometimes you mess up, right? Sometimes you've been clean for this many days and sometimes you have to start over at zero. Sometimes um, sometimes people are jealous of the thing that you have and sometimes you're jealous of what they got and it causes you to judge back and forth. Luke 6, it says further in verse 43, that there's no good tree that bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good that's stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What the heart is full of. Um, if people say, th if you have people in your life maybe that say things 
that are hurtful and maybe they say this a lot of times. Well, you know, I didn't really mean that. You know, I didn't really mean that. But man, I, it keeps falling out of your mouth for some reason, though. It's because it's a, it's a piece of fruit that's growing from a certain kind of tree. You don't have apples growing from orange trees all of a sudden. That would be pretty weird, wouldn't it? And so um, I don't know too many people who have checked for any, any planks in their own eyes who are checking for hypocrisy, checking for, you know, I'm judging this person, but is it because I have this other stuff going on? Like taking the look in the mirror. I don't know too many people who um, sow bad stuff and reap good stuff. The same way judgmental words don't end up flowing out of non-judgmental hearts. It just doesn't really happen. Um, so if you're, if you're somebody or you have people around you who are saying mean, nasty, evil words, they, they, just, they, don't flow from, they don't flow from a nice, clean, peaceful heart. James chapter 3, it says this about the tongue. Is that, I mean, would, that, would you guys agree that's the hardest part of all this, the, the crap that you say? Like, the hardest part of all of it. Like, there's definitely a big part that's believing God for his promises and things that um, I believe that he's going to do this for me. I believe that he's going to forgive me in this way, that, that he has made a place for me in heaven, all these different things. But in the daily, day-to-day -day being a believer, the hard part for me is the stuff that comes out of my mouth. And the, how can I hurt people that I love with words? Or how can I, um, you know, how can I, sometimes just, I think it's sinful for us as well to not say the good things that we're supposed to say. That we constantly walk past people and maybe you see a mom who's doing a good job with her kids at the grocery store and she's holding it together, and, but you can tell that she's barely holding it together, but she's, do, she's doing a good job and you think about saying something, you think about just giving her that little word of encouragement or, hey, just good job, keep going. Or you think about buying her a, a gift card or something and you don't do it. That's just as bad as the, the, the negative things that I'm, that I'm saying. James 3, it says, the tongue is also a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. I mean, how many people do we see now in the whole, I mean, even the, the canceling everything movement, it's just like everybody just, oops, I said something real dumb and I lost everything because the tongue is evil. Man, the tongue can set fires. A lot of the things that end up coming out of our mouth that are these fires are honestly just judging. They, they're coming from a judging place. And so think about the, who is it that drives you nuts? <laughs> who drives you nuts at work? Who's the, one, who's the guy you can't stand? Uh, who is it that in your family, you're, you're angry with them? Uh, that you're, you're angry for something? 
My sister Amy was one of the, those mixed up emotions that comes along with after she got clean, she was, if you don't know Amy, uh, you should talk to her, uh, addicted to heroin and crack cocaine for years and years and years. Uh, how long have you been clean now? Uh, four and a half years. Four and a half years. <laughs> and uh, she was addicted from the time she was 12. Um, yeah, up until four and a half years ago. And it, the thing that happens sometimes in your family with, with addicts who get clean, you're, you're still pissed off at them, even though they're clean now. And you're still angry. You're still, you still have these different emotions that are going on. Um, and it's because you're still judging them, because you haven't let go of that yet. They may have had these changes happen, but... Um, yeah, but we don't know. We don't know if it's going to... We're afraid of getting hurt again or all those sorts of things. And so you just keep judging. And so you'll look for something that... Um, well, yeah, but you... You stressed me out for so many years. Kind of thing. So you reach for this thing to judge so that you can grab onto anger. Not all judging is bad. All of us are called to be a judge for the people in our lives that we love. Um, we're not called to be judging them as a person or going to judge their behavior, but it's only uh, if we've been invited to do that that we that we're supposed to. Um, there's judging somebody where you're just taking it upon yourself to do that. They didn't ask you to do that. They really, really would prefer you not to. Versus uh, permissional leadership with somebody. That if you're not familiar with this kind of term, it's, um, you know, you see a speck in someone's eye. You see a speck in your family member's eye. You see a speck in a friend's eye. You see something that's wrong in their life that they need to change. They got to dump that guy. They have to stop the lying. They have to uh, tell their wife about what happened. They need to, like there's a thing, there's a speck and you feel like you need to say something to them about it. Then you need to ask permission. If you get them to give you permission you're going to get to an incredible new place that you wouldn't have if you would have just judged them and said, hey, you got to do this thing. You got to quit this. You got to start this. I don't like this about you. The people who I look up to and I respect in my life, those are the people who are given permission to speak into my life. Um, sometimes random people will come along and and they'll try to speak into my life in different ways, but they haven't passed the tests. Like, there's certain criteria that has to be there. I have to give you permission for that sort of thing for it to actually take hold. Um, these would be people who have their own house in order in some ways. And so they're the ones who I'd say, you know what, I, I yes, I love, I love what I see that you have, and I'd like to have that too. I'm definitely going to listen to you about that. I give you permission to tell me about the thing that's wrong in my life. Here's how you do it. You say, um, so 
someone in your life has a, a major issue, you've been afraid of bringing it up. Maybe you don't want to be a hypocrite. Maybe you're in that spot of, I don't want to be judgmental at all. So some of us in this room, we are not judgmental at all. And you're going to let your friends go to hell. Like, because you got you to gotta start going up on the truth part of, if, no, if, if you don't know Jesus, there are these things. Or if you keep drinking every night, it's going to end up being like this. If it, and I'm telling you because I care about you. So here's how you do it. Say, is it, would it be okay for me to speak into your life? I don't know if I can give you advice, but do I have, do I have permission? And I, would, I say the word permission. Do I have permission to, to tell you something that I see going on with you? Um, they're going to say yes pretty much every time, unless something's majorly wrong. And when they give you that permission, it removes the whole thing of them getting, uh, you know, as ultra defensive or anything because they're the ones who invited it. You didn't show up judging. You made a connection there and you were able to say, I really am concerned about what's going on. I really want to help you if I can. I really want, I got to let you know about something that I think maybe you don't see that you do that's destructive. There's a, I mean, I guarantee there's, I just, I see it with too many people in my life all over the place. So I know you guys have people in your life that, that right now you need to say something to. Like that you need to be the one to say something to them. But you have to be a person who's earned it. And so you may have to have some work done on getting your own house in order. You may have to clean up your own yard. Um, my neighbor that I talked about earlier who yelled at my daughter for blowing dandelions in the yard, uh, he would later become one of my best friends and still is. Um, uh, his name is Mike. He was the one I was constantly jealous of, but also just trying to make up excuses about why. I'm sure his wife doesn't love him as much as my wife loves mine because he's constantly just watering flowers. But he was the one outside always with the yearly maintenance schedule. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just doing this thing. I'm like, nobody really does that, do they? Do they really? Meanwhile, all of my stuff goes to crap all the time. I'd buy a tool, it would get left outside and rusted. I wouldn't take care of it. This would get broken, this would get ruined. I lost the charger for this, I did this. Because I was just, I was irresponsible and I was taking the stuff for granted. And so when I saw him being Mr. Fix-It and always on schedule, my initial thought was like, this guy is ridiculous. But the realization was, no, what it is, I'm not a good steward with my stuff. Like, I don't take care of my stuff that I've been given. I don't take good care of things. I squander uh, blessings that I'm given. I've gotten way better about that over the years now. Because you get a, a friend that he does routine maintenance like on his sump pump. Like all the time. He's like, well, you're supposed to. And he always knows. How do you know? How do you know that? 
but you can qualify yourself for that job of being the one to, not all judging is bad, some of it is good, and some, some of your friends and family and people in your life need a good judge right now. And so you can qualify yourself for that by beginning with yourself. You have to do some plank removal service first. Like, get out the massive tweezers, remove the thing that is in front of your own life that, you know, any of you have uh, stuff where several different people have told you something and you're like, that's crazy. And then another person, like, another year later says it, and you're like, that's crazy. That's not, that's not how I am. That's not what I do. I don't say that. I don't act that way. Another person comes along and says, man, if there's more than one, you do that thing. Sure, there could be somebody who's off. They're crazy. But again, is it somebody that you trust? Did you give them permission to speak into your life? Jesus teaches us that disciples have to judge other disciples that we have to judge other disciples not not just not that we shouldn't do it that we that we must do it it says in Matthew 18 if your brother or sister sins you need to go and point out their fault just between the two of you just between the two of you it says if they listen to you you have won them over if they listen to you you've won them over i'll tell you one way that you won't win them over is if you don't do it this way um, and you go and talk to a bunch of other people about it instead of them. It says go to your brother or to your sister, just the two of you. It doesn't say like make 14 pit stops on the way also. Like, do you see what they're doing? Oh my God. Bringing other people into it. But if it's just the two of you and how the heck do you do that? You say this. Do I have permission to speak into your life with something? Do I have permission to tell you about something that I see that I'm a little bit worried about? Then you have gained permission to lead them. You've won them over. They'll respect you for this. They're going to look up to you in some way. From They trust you. So if we're followers of Christ, um, sometimes, um, sometimes before we start looking at fixing all the other things around us in the world, uh, we really need to look at ourselves and realize some things have to change. Because maybe we've, you know, if something's super close to you, um, you know, you go up to a, a chain link fence and you get close and all of a sudden it just goes away. You don't see it anymore. It's just, it's so close to you, you don't see it anymore. But you also don't recognize it's stealing light, it's stealing sharpness, it's stealing a, a lot of things from your view, but you just get used to it. We get used to that plank that's in our eye. We get used to those, those splinters that are hanging out of us. And we don't recognize that those things, need, if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself. You're an easy person to start with. I just actually want to pray and end in prayer. Um, we'll just pray for kind of the, 
an extended an extended minute. If you're if you're new here, you're probably going to say this guy prays too long. <laughs> Father God, thank you for giving us an opportunity to be forgiven of the things that we've done wrong. That we are we deserve judging. We deserve punishment for the things that we've done wrong, but you have it set up now for us that, that your son took all that punishment on our behalf and now, now we don't have to be afraid of you. We don't have to be um, in that place where we feel like a failure. We get to be filled with hope. We get a brand new identity. We get access to your kingdom. And we just pray that you would help us to be people who see others with, with your kind of eyes. That it wouldn't be just focusing on whatever it is that they have wrong, but that we'd be able to see past that and see all the things you've done right. That we'd be the kind of people who are wise, who are able to recognize issues that we have in ourselves and that if we really want to make a difference if we really want to start changing things that we, we gotta man, we gotta we gotta clean up our own yard first i just pray that you would help us to take a um just over the next the next couple weeks even that we would that we would stop and take a look at ourselves in the mirror that when we're brushing our teeth or we're getting ready, we're whatever it is, checking to see if our hair's okay, that we'd stop for an intentional minute and focus on it again, on who who we are and what kind of what kind of things that maybe we need to take a look at, things that might be a plank that are sticking out of our eye that we haven't been doing anything about and it's been there for years. Help us to take a look at ourselves spiritually. Because we want to be, we want to be people who, who do work for your kingdom. We want to see your kingdom come. And I know it's going to require us, us getting ourselves prepared and ready. So help the people get ready. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you for for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. Thanks for allowing us to be ourselves. And thanks also for loving us so much that you won't just leave us there, that you want to bring us into the better version of us. So here's to that better version. Thank you, Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. I hope I get to see you soon. And uh, take, take time. Take just a breath looking in the mirror and ask that question. God, what, it is, what, what is it that you want me to, to look at in myself? Try that. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.